please bow your heads and join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us all here tonight to hear Dan's message. I ask that it will resonate with us and stick with us and that we will not leave this room unchanged. And after all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, band. Good, good job, band. You did good. You did done good. I um, We're in the book of Acts was written by... Luke also wrote the book of, Luke was a doc doctor, very good, got all that. So, question for you, and do not respond back to me, but the question for tonight is, who are you? Who are you? Now, if that's posed about me, the first layer says this. And you don't have to know me to know this first layer. You can observe me, see me, and you can guess most of these things. One, you can guess that I'm a human being from the planet Earth. I am male. I, uh, I'm 45 years old. You would guess probably in mid-30s or young 30s. I'm 45. Um, my hair is brown. My eyes are they're runny dog poo poo hazel. That's what they are, runny dog poo poo hazel eyes. Uh, and I have a slight husky athletic build. I'll take that. Okay, it might be a stretch. Um, I've got a build. Okay. <clears throat> That's the first layer. You can observe that. We could look at you, each of you. We could all take time, and you could stand up, and we could just like write things about you. Wouldn't you love that if we did that? Oh, no. Be, okay. Second layer is this. It's my name, and you wouldn't know this if you saw me, but if you'd met me before, you saw me up someplace, and it was my name was shared, or I'd introduced myself to you in the past, or you read about me, you may know my name. My name is Daniel Ed, Ed, Edward Walsh. That's my name. Second layer to who am I? I'm the son of jo Joseph Hen Henry Walsh III, who's the son of Joseph Henry Walsh II, who's the son of Joseph Henry Walsh the. Y'all are amazing. Y'all are amazing. I'm my heritage. I'm from Ireland and Wales. Wal 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 Walsh means man from Wales. That's what Walsh Walsh means. So, so that's, that's what I am. So if you want to speak Welsh to me, go ahead. I can I speak it all the time. Third layer of me, who, who am I? And I want you to pay attention because you're going to do something with this, not about me, but about you at the end when, when we're all done here tonight. Third layer of me, I'm a sinner. It's my third layer. Who was lost in my sin apart from Jesus Christ. Uh, but at the age of 16, almost 17, I was invited to a youth camp. And the truth of who Jesus Christ was was shared with me. And I knew that I sinned, and that kept me away from God. And I remember that night, it, when I say, say the year, it really states how old I am. And August the 8th, 1988, as I sat in that pew, and he talked about what Jesus did as a sacrifice for my sins. And I, as I, I sat there... Um, I, 
if I didn't stand up and go speak to the, the, the man up front, I was going to explode right there, and then guts of me would have been everywhere. It was that big of a moment for me. From that mo- moment on, my identity changed, and who I, I was changed for, forever. When I put my pla- placed my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Fourth layer about me. It's who I am right now. I am the husband of the beautiful Michelle Walsh. I've got five freakingly awesome kids. Weird too, but they're awesome. It's weird to say I've got five kids. I don't know why. It's really small at this church. I've got the smaller home. I'm a youth pastor to over a hundred students, most of which are freakingly awesome. Some. God says, I've got to love you all. I'm a father fig- figure to some of those same stu- stu- students and some of my past students, I am. Uh, I am a peer to many of your parents that go to this church. I know them well. I'm friends. I would say I'm friends with some of your parents. Don't hold that against me, please. Your parents love you, and so do I, and we're trying to root for you. So that's my... My fourth layer, that's who I am right now. This is my fifth, la- fifth layer, and it's sort of who I'm becoming and who, who, who I, I, I want to be. I want to be a gospel give, giver. I want to be a purposeful peacemaker. I want to be a truth te- 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 teacher. I'm already a pretty stubborn stutterer. In fact, that I'm just gonna, you're just going to sit there until I spit it out. Sorry, it's just the rules. I'm a struggling sin- sinner. That's not who I want to be, but that's what I am. I'm a recent repenter, and I'm a chosen child of the one true living God. That's who, who I am. And I, I didn't become who I am in the blink of an eye. Once you turn 18, you're an adult. Well, nowadays, that's like smoking crack, isn't it? When you turn 18, 21, 25, 37, for some some never grow up, right? Do, do y'all know what I'm saying here? But video games are my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about ide- identity. And in the passage we're at, I struggle with where to go with it. But I want you to see this guy that's in this passage because you just got to see it. I'm going to define two terms for you. One is Hellenist. I didn't cuss. Hellenist. I I did that time, but I stuttered, and it's okay. Hellenist, okay? This is a Greek-Jewish believer, okay? In this passage, it's it's a Jew who speaks Greek and does the customs of the Greek. There's Hellenists and there's Hebrews. And the Hebrew here that we're about to read is a Jewish believer that speaks Hebrew. Okay, so there's two. So all of a sudden, in Acts three, four, and five, all these folks are coming to Christ, and this is this huge mass of folks. But we see there's two distinct groups. Half of the group speaks Greek, half the group speaks Hebrew, and all of a sudden we see a problem come come up here in Acts six. We're going to stand up, and if you will stand with me and read in honor of God's um, holy and perfect word. Uh, just the first eight verses, what we're going to read, we're going to teach on a little, a, a little bit more than that. 
but I just wanted to read these out loud together. You follow along, don't follow me exactly. Verse 1. Now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit, uh, full of the Spirit and of of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip and Prochorus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Let's pray together. God, we come to you today, and we we, we, we Thank you for your, 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 your word. Lord, I ask that you speak to us. And God, I've just thought as the day has gone on that in thousands of places around the U- United States, youth pastors are meeting with students right now. And God, I just ask for each one of them, including myself, that you'll empower them, empower us to teach your truth uh, and to, um, to, to, to hold you high wherever we go. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody, have a seat. So, we see in verse 1, the Hellenist widows were being neglected, okay, in the daily distribution of food and water and supplies to live. Now, this was probably not on on purpose, but take take this into account. From Acts 3 to Acts 6, we're probably talking about at most a few weeks. The amount of Believers has grown from 50 to 10,000 or more in a couple of weeks. So imagine our church, if it were to grow uh, from the start of the year, we run into 550, and now we're, 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 we, we run 25,000. How would we do? Would it be a wreck right now, four weeks in, we're running that many, Right? Yeah, it, it would be bad. We could not take care of them all. They've come to the spot where they've done a good job, but it's gotten to be too much. So, um, I'm going to go my notes here. I'll be good. So, now, when you look at this text, when you see the word full, every time you see the word full, interpret it as, as this, that it has room for nothing else. It has, it's, it's, it's chalked full to the brim. Think of your uh, a cup you fill up and it goes to the... Have you ever filled up a glass of water and it goes almost above the rim? 
it like pools up a little bit. You're like, whoa, you're trying to slurp it, right? It's full. There's no room for anything else. When you see the room, the word full, it's throughout this text. Think of it. It's chalked full. Verses 2 through 4, since the disciples know they can't stop preaching the word of God, right? That's what's going to change lives. They could like have stopped and go, oh, well, we better go serve them. But they know God has called them to preach his word, and many need, need to hear. They're not going to be changed, per se, by the serving. They're going to be changed by the, the word of God. So the, the, they, they, they summon seven men, and they give qualifications for these men. The first three are right there. They've got to be of good repute, a good reputation. They've got to be full of the Spirit, and they've got to be full of wisdom. Now, let me just do a side note here. Stephen's the first one they pick. You, most of the time, when, when you see lists, when they pick some, somebody goes first, that means like it's a no-brainer. He's going to be a part of this. It's sort of the guy they think the most of. And as you look through the text, they, they talk a lot about him. But the Greek word for good repute here is the word called martyrios, M-A-R, M-A-R, let me get it right, M-E-R-T-Y-R-E-O-S. What word do we have that sounds a lot like that? Martyr. Now, just if you read the rest of the, of the text in Acts 7, you'll see that he's the first Christian mart, 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 martyr. He's killed for his faith. Oh, I just gave the, the ending even before we begin to speak about this guy. But it's interesting to me, the first thing they talk about that, they, that he's got to have is a word that relates to what occurs to him. Uh, in, in, uh, of good repute, it means that you're well thought of and no one can hold anything against you. A good repute. Full of spirit, full of wisdom. They pick out seven men in Stephen's first. But this is what they say about Stephen. Not only is he good repute, full of spirit, full of wisdom. When they say his name in verse, in verse 5, let's see, verse 5, just so you can see it. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so, 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 so Stephen, they also chalk on this thing. Of, but he's not just these things. Man, he's a man full of faith, man. He, he trusts God. He believes in God. And then it says right here, so they set them apart, laid hands o- over them. And, it, and, it, and, and, and uh, it's not like a magical thing occurred when they laid hands on them. It was, it was a, the church saying, we, we say these, these guys are called to do this work in the church. It's something that even nowadays in church, they still do a laying on of hands type, type of deal. But you know what? It, it worked. The gospel continued to be shared. The wid- wid- widows were taken care of, uh, and many people began to follow Je- 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 Jesus. So what's great about the text here, you see an I- issue come up. They, they come as a group. They make a plan. They fix it. And it works. And no one casts blame on anybody. Isn't it? Most time nowadays, if there's an issue, something wrong, you're going to blame somebody. Somebody's at fault. Someone's going to pay. When in the church, we could really learn from, from this uh, when things go wrong. What, one more thing I love about this pa- passage is um, the church is about meeting physical needs. That's an important thing for the church to be a part of. It's also very important for the church to be a part of meeting spirit. Spirit, spirit, spiritual needs. It's not one this or that. It's it's both and. So we, we, we always need to be be trying to keep that that balance. Ver, verse eight. 
So we see everything goes good. Folks are saved. And then it goes to verse 8. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. The word for grace there is, is cher, cher, cherios, which we get the word cher, charity from. The, the word power is dynamos, which we get the word dynamite from. And it's interesting, they say, you know, this guy, Stephen, he was full of grace, grace and giving, but with power. Man, that's who, what he, this is, is who, it's who, so he's a man of integrity, wisdom, faith, grace, power, all controlled by the Holy Spirit that was living. So this is who this man is. Uh, Ladies, let me tell you uh, something Oh, got a phone call. Um, the type of guy you need to look for when it's time to sort of start looking, and a lot of y'all it's not. Let me tell you, that. you know what? The d- d- dumbest things I, I ever hear is when an eighth grader goes, "Oh, I'm dating so and so." That's just the dumbest thing ever. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, y'all need to, to look for a, a guy, um, not who goes to church and treats his mama nice. That that's that's you go well. I really that that'd be if I can find that guy. Um, guys, do 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 you even know as a Christian what you're supposed to look like? I mean, you can compare yourself to the rest of of your friends or peers and stuff, but can if we we judge ourselves by our peers, uh, we're gonna fall 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 far short of where we ought to be. Uh, Girls, we y'all need to look for for the guy who's a real believer in Jesus. It's filled with the Spirit, and in him you can see grace, you can see wisdom, you can see power, strength, and faith. His reputation is good. Those things are huge. <clears throat> Guys, we you need I we I need to try to be like 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 Stephen. The words that. The, describe him are incredible. Um, ladies, look for a guy that's like, like St- Stephen. That these things are uh, not, they could be a part of his life, that they are a part of his life right here, right now. Don't settle for se- second best. It happens all the time. And God, God's got something better. When I was, um, when I was seven, seven years old, the, uh, the TV show, The Hulk, is that on at all on any of the things? It used to scare me to death. Uh, the Hulk, a uh, big green guy gets mad, rips off his shirt, uh, almost kills the good guys, but he doesn't because he's killing the bad guys, but he looks like he's mad at everybody. So I would watch The Hulk, and then I would have nightmares for, for days or weeks on end. My mom didn't know what was up, and she figured out it was because I was watching The Hulk. Another thing that used to scare me to death was uh, Scooby-Doo and uh, the monster things that would come. They were scary, dude. Man, they were like crazy scary and real. So don't judge. And, um, and so I would get scared. And so my mom would, would let me sleep in my sister's room. She had a big queen-size bed. She was 10. I was, I was 7. So if I was scared, I could get. But I had to stay on like my little part of the bed, which was probably, if this is the bed size, this is my part of the bed right here. 
right there. Cause, and, and so, and, and she would, um, you know, if the cl- closet door wasn't closed all the way, and she was a little scared too, but she wouldn't admit it, uh, she would say, hey, go close the door. Now it's, it's night, lights are off, the door of the closet, and it's cracked just enough for the Hulk to be in there and kill me, okay? It's just, <laughs> just imagine that. And so I remember being in bed, and I'm like, I don't know. She's like, go do it. I'm like, no. I'm going to sleep. And she, she'd go, I'm going to tell, tell mom. I'm like, what? And she, all she'd do is this, mom. Now, mom couldn't hear me if I yelled like this, but all, she would go, mom. I'd be like, shh, Daniel's hitting me. He's, 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 he's picking off his, his boogers. and put, you know, She would just say stuff. And finally, I'd go, okay, 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 okay. And I would go and do it. And sometimes I would not do anything at all, and she would call for mom, and I would get it. That's not fair, is it? I was framed many times. And if y'all met her, y'all would go, oh, yeah, I can see that. I love her now. I don't trust her. I love her. Things did change. Um, When we grew up some, I was probably 12, and she was 15, and the Poltergeist was a movie that was out, and uh, Shining, I believe. And that scared her to death. And so she would ask to sleep in my room. <laughs> and I would go, no. And so she would come sleep on the floor in my room because she was so, so scared of those. Uh, but I was nice enough not to throw stuff at her a lot. Um, but it's not fun to be framed, right? Have y'all been framed, framed before? Any, anybody here have a brother or si- sister? Then you've been framed, okay? Put your hands down, okay? It happens. You go, no, never. It happens. So we see... Stephen, this great guy, and all of a sudden, this occurs in verse 9 in Acts. It says this, Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and the Cyrenians, and of, of the Alexandrians, and of those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. So some, some did not, they didn't like what he was saying. In verse 10 it says this, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit from with which he was speaking. And they didn't like that. They tried, they tried, they, this is just one guy in a mob crowd, and they're like trying to bust him and talk him down, and everything they're saying back to him, he's refuting it and just knocking them back. And the spirit is on him, the truth of God is upon him, and that makes them mad. Have you ever known when you were on the wrong side of a, a fight? an argument, and it, man, sometimes it can just make you mad. And the crowd, it says, gets mad. So what they do, they decide to set them up. Frame job, just like my sister did to me. I need to forgive her one day. It says this in verse 11. Then they secretly instigated men. That's like They got these men. They, they, they riled them all up and said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. They couldn't fight against him, so what? They, They set him up. Uh, uh, they lied, they made up false witness, 
and they twisted his words. He had said some of those words, but not the way that they said them back to, to, to the court. Now, an interesting thing here, Jewish law says this. If in a court of law you were to lie and bear false witness, then you, if you were caught lying, then you would earn the punishment of whatever was going on in the court. If they stole money and you owed money, if you were caught in a lie, you would owe that much money to the other person. If that person had killed and you were lying about it and you were caught in that lie, then you would be killed. Moses, the, the, the loss, that's what was taught. And, and here, if you're going to see that blaspheming or, or saying false things against God is punishable by death. So if we were to go by the law here, um, they, they, they would be, have been killed for it, but they didn't. And it says this interesting verse in verse 15, And gazing at him, all who sat in the count, count, council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Have you ever had somebody lie about you when you were there to a group of folks? How do you respond? I know how I respond. What? What? Come on. Come on. You know, yeah, what, you know, how do you how do you respond? Put them up. Put them up. Right? You know, we all have these ways and we see this guy full of wisdom full of faith, full of grace, full of power. And what does he do? He sits there. And when you look at him, his face looks like the face of an angel. Calm. Dude, this is a guy I want to be like. I don't know about you, but life is full of, of crowds and mobs and junk that wants to mess with you and mess you up. And how do I want to face it? Dude, let me face it strong. Let me face it with grace and with, with, with faith and with wisdom. Next, next time we, we speak, uh, I speak in here, it's going to be about what Stephen has to say because he begins to speak, and it's a, it's a crazy stuff that he, he begins to share with them, the truth. And in the end, it makes the mob mad, and they, uh, they kill him. They put him to death. But there's one thing I know, and we only see and read about Stephen and his life in, in Acts 6 and Acts 7. He's referred back to a few times, but this is his life. This is from when we get to know him to when he dies. But I think we, we learn a ton about who, who he is and who, who you or I would want to be. Um, we know who Stephen is through the testimony of who? Who, who, who wrote the book of Acts? Luke. Okay, so the testimony of, of Luke question right now, right here, just ask yourself, what would other pe people write about you if, if they watched your life? What would they write about you or about me? You know that they were going to do it, you just were living your life. What would they write? Would they even think to write or know that you were a follower of Jesus Christ? Would they perceive you or write that you were someone who was gracious or you were someone who was greedy? That you were someone who was self-selfish or you were someone that was self-selfless? What would they write about you? Many p 
people, many adults, even teenagers, a lot, the thought, the real thought is this, man, when I get older, then I'm really going to live for God. Then I'm really going to give my, and can I tell you, when you get older, it's too late. You can still do some good, you can still do some good stuff. I'm not saying God can't use you then, but the potential that you have right here, right now, this is where you start to live with wisdom. This is where you start to have a good reputation. This is where you start to, to build your faith. This is where you start to give grace and love. This is where you start to live in power of the Word of God with strength. It's, it's now. If you do not do it now, you won't do it later. And now's the time God says, hey, I want to use you now. Now I want to use you. I have some ho- homework for you because I know you're just so very excited about homework. Am I correct? Yes? I've got to to grab one because I didn't have it. I'm going to give this to somebody because I'll need this passed out. This is what I've got. I'm going to ask for you to do it. It's a who am I worksheet. First layer. Sort of right about, sort of, I was... Brown-haired human with a crazy athletic build, right? Second, write your name and sort of where you're from. You know, your roots. Third layer, your conversion experience, if you you have one. Or write about who God is to you in your life right now. Fourth layer is what you currently are on the inside and the outside what you perceive yourself to be, really. Could you, partly you're a student. could write soccer player, Christian, a daughter, a friend. What are you right now? And fifth layer, ask, who am I on the path to becoming? And who do I really want to be? And that's what you write in the fifth one. And I'm going to ask for you, because your identity is important. If you don't start to work on oh, oh, on it now, you're just going to end up like every every but, 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 body else. Man, work on it. Ask yourself these things out. Who am I and who does God call me to, to be? And if you trust me, and I hope that you do, I would love to get the, some of these or all these back. Uh, if you want to bring the small group or something, but uh, fill it out. and uh, Because I want to know who you are. And uh, help you be who you want to become and who God wants you to become. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight. God, the chance to sort of get in your word and talk about identity and sort of see it in the life of, of, of Stephen and who he was. And uh, Lord, we're going to continue to see on uh, what a, 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 a power he is for you. God, I just ask in this room right here that we will... Um, begin to pr- pursue the things that give you honor and glory, that we will understand that while teenage years are, are, are I believe, are, are for fun, but they're also for, for you and to give you honor and to grow and to become the men and, and women of God you called us to be. So, uh, Father, give, give courage for students to even make a stand tonight to that this is what they're, they're, they're going to be, to be about. They're going to be a follower of, of Jesus Christ uh, and a uh, and 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 one who is 
active and growing in grace, in faith, in wisdom, in truth, and power. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. We also have the sign-up sheets in the back for a lot of the events we have upcoming. And uh, that's all we got. Hey, one more thing. Hey, one more thing. Wait a second. If you are interested to help with the running of the words on the screen right here, come see me tonight. And uh, we, we, we could always use some help to tr train up some folks to help uh, run some of the uh, word stuff in the back. All right, that's it. <laughs>